Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Uh, Happy Thursday. Episode, uh, what are we at? 845? It's my birthday today. So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, so if you'd like to give me a birthday present, come over and join teachhoops.com before we go and do Will's uh, two-part interview here. Uh, come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. That'd be a great birthday present to Coach Collins. Um, yeah, so I would love that. I, go, I, could go buy, I could go buy myself some sushi, which I love to do. Um, if you're looking to, impre- you're looking to improve your coaching, you're looking to, for experience from a, someone that's done this for 30-plus years, you want to win more games, less time, let me help you do that. Um, Come over to teachhoops.com. There's nothing else on the market like it. It's a one-stop shop. Um, nowhere else you probably get the owner's cell phone number so you can <laughs> can communicate. So come over and join us out. Um, and today is going to be part one of our, our two-part uh, um, interview with Will. But um, And also make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish. Um, it is the flagship, you know, Dr. Dish, their shooting machine, it kind of is that flagship thing. Um, they also have other things, you know, if you're a volleyball coach, you know, I know they have the air cats. Um, he had one of those and I don't know what happened to it. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I think, I don't know if the janitors got rid of it or something, but, um, it is a great, they, they are, they are the innovators in training in, in athletics. So go over and check them out. Mention coach unplugged and, uh, they'll give you $350 off. All right. Uh, remember this is part one of two parts and have a great, uh, have a great Thursday. All right. Welcome to coach unplugged. Not sure what, not sure what uh, episode this is going to be, Coach, but it's going to be. I God, I've done like so many of these. Um, anyway, so otherwise, I'll start talking about how many podcasts I've done. So, uh, Coach, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Um, we were just talking about how hot it is um, before we came on the air, uh, and then I'm going to have you tell your basketball journey, kind of where you played, you know, how you got into coaching, where you're coaching now, all of those kind of things. Um, so the listeners kind of know, um, before we start talking about some specific things and then I, I start asking you questions. So, um, it's all yours. 
Um, I'm Coach Will Bryson, um, uh, currently the head boys basketball coach at Mingo Valley Christian in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, re- relatively a school of about 330 students, K through 12. So they're not a very big school. Uh, well, how do divisions work in Oklahoma? I always ask this because everybody is so different. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have the Oklahoma Secondary Schools Athletic Association, which is the, the state association. So they have class. For basketball, they got class B all the way up to 6A. 6A is our top classification. Um, I think our largest school in Oklahoma is about 20, no, about 3,200 students. Okay. Um, and that, that that one's located in Oklahoma City area, Mustang, I mean, Yukon High School. And then uh, here in Tulsa, we got one that's about 3,150, and it's called Broken Arrow. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're kind of the top if you just want to do it. So our school will probably be classified as Class A, but we're not in a state association. Um, we're in a association called the Harlan Christian Athletic Association. So we have teams made up of about three states, Missouri, uh, Arkansas, Kansas, kind of bordering states here in the Heartland area. Okay. Um, so uh, like Sunrise, you've ever heard of Sunrise Christian? Mm-hmm. So they're a B team, not their travel team, not the one that gets all the D1. They're, they're in our association, um, uh, Providence Academy, Lawton Christian. So, like, just kind of a wide range of, of – And teams. is there, like, a board of directors and everything that decides those rules? Yes. yes. Okay. So we, we don't really go by state rules at all, like, for the most part. I mean, we do. We, we follow NFHS. Um, right. Mostly, but there's no, like, governing – well, there's some rules as far as recruiting goes, but you, you could probably do a little bit of recruiting. I try to – because we're, we're planning on moving to the state association. Okay. Uh, within the next several years, so I try to stay, stick as close to um, – Their rules. Their rules yeah. as possible. That way I don't have to readjust. Right. <laughs> uh, so, right. And plus, we're a very tough academic school. Um, our, our, our GPA – I mean, our ACT, average ACT score of our school last year was 27. Uh, huh, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just going out and going and get anybody is kind well, of, well, I mean, that's the crazy, like, yeah, my son's going to Middlebury, which the average ACT is 33 at Middlebury. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I talked to, I've talked to all the coaches in that, a lot of the coaches in that league. And it's like, who can go to your, your pyramid of who can actually play and yeah. who can actually get in. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Ivy league can only recruit like, you know, Harvard's competing with Stanford, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> there's there's only so many kids that can get into Harvard and get into Stanford and play hoops. You know, yeah. there's like so I, 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 I have them, a lot yeah. of I have a lot of connections, but I'm like, at the, my first question is, can they do the schoolwork? Because <laughs> right, can't, right. Uh, Are you a student? Yeah, do that, do that. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of how it breaks down. So in the ACA, we got three A, which we we're, we're in a large that's a larger school, so we're that's where we're at. And then you got a two A, then you got a one A. Okay. So okay. there's about. 60 god what's a 1a like 100 kids um 30 lower lower than that (laughs) yeah uh for their whole school yeah me and my garage kind of thing you know yeah yeah (laughs) um but it's and the the, it's not a bad association at all um and we get to we get to really be creative with our schedule um so uh it it makes so i could play school from the oklahoma secondary school athletic association and we play most of our games are through that um, but it gives us ride wings to go play somebody in Arkansas or Kansas or Missouri and travel a little bit. So um, it's it's a nice little dynamic that I like to um, do whenever we're 
making our schedule. So well, that's nice. Okay, um, so go ahead. I didn't mean to get you off your. your oh, you did. Sorry. Uh, I've been married for a little bit over a year. Uh, we celebrated our one year anniversary on June twenty second. So um, uh, me and my wife met at OU, uh, the University of Oklahoma, where um, I was working for the basketball team at the time. But, well, uh, well, first of all, congratulations! Today's my anniversary. Today. Oh, nice. yeah, anniversary. yeah, I just I just saw my wife when I was getting something to drink between things. So twenty two years. Uh, so shout out to Maya. Uh, even though this won't go up on our anniversary. Uh, yeah. So you've only been a head coach. She, did she know you when you weren't a head coach? Yeah. Um, we met, we met at, at, at OU about probably in 2013 and we're friends. Okay. And then, um, in between me deciding to take a job here, um, and my last year working at OU, um, we, we decided to start dating. So, okay. uh, so she went through a little bit of the ride whenever I was a GA at OU. Um, so all the traveling and all that. And, and the so- busy. That's the, that, that was where I was getting to because, like, my wife's only known me as a head coach. So, yeah. it's like, she's only known me busy. Like, she's never yeah. known me the not busy. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm a little bit busy. I'm, I'm still busy now because uh, I do a little bit of AAU and I do skill development training in the area. Right. So, I mean, my, my busy, but I'm, I'm home every night where at. At, at OU, uh, that wasn't the case all the time. That's what I tell the young guys. It's like, I, I had some opportunities, but it's like, seriously, I want to see my kids grow up. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you I, go that other route, like, you are like, whole, you're going to put some time, you're, you know. I, I get asked all the time, would you ever go back to, to the D1 level? And I tell them no. I was like, uh, NEI, D2, something like that. Um, will probably be on my my future alley maybe, but I like I love high school because I, I I can be just as busy, but I can also be home at a decent hour every night. So uh, it's kind of I can, I can pick and choose that. I don't I don't have anybody else telling me what I need to do. So uh, that that's kind of the 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 gist of where I'm at as far as you know moving up. You know, right. All that. So, um, but prior to OU, I um, I played. A little bit of basketball. Um, I, I, play, I, I signed out of high school to Langston University, uh, which is a historically black college here in, in Oklahoma. Um, didn't quite fall in love with the game right out of high school, so I kind of just faded out. Uh, and then my grandfather, I found out he had cancer, and so I kind of moved back closer to Oklahoma City and right. uh, walked on at Oklahoma Christian University, kind of played a little JV um, but I was still kind of going through taking care of him. Right. So I just kind of, and that, that was when I played for Dan Hayes. And so, um, he, so he let me kind of just hang around and practice and be around the team and stuff like that while I was trying to figure things out. Then I took a year off of school after my grandfather passed away and then um, went back to Oklahoma Christian to kind of get my grades up. And Dan Hayes was like, you 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 need to get into coaching. I, you love the game. You got to figure out. I think you like right now. Like we don't have a way for you to fit into our system or anything like that. Right. Um, so I kind of just worked and can't, went to practices and stuff like that. But he always kind of egged me to push into coaching. And so whenever Lon Kruger got the job at OU, um, I called up there because I I got my GPA back up high enough to transfer. Right. Um. And it was he was looking for managers, and there was probably about four managers at the time, and um, went in for an interview and got hired on. Um, and so um, 
Did that for two years. Took a little bit of a went and coached football for a little. What did you learn in that process? Uh, oh, and at, at being a manager, or just yeah, for being it? a manager because um, I haven't had a lot of people that have gone that route. I, that intrigues me. Yeah, um, it, I mean, you get a you get a little bit of everything as a manager. You you go from you know cleaning people's jock straps and, <laughs> and uniforms and sweaty uh, sweaty like stuff. Yeah, to, you know getting a chance to dabble in some video um, coordinating and uh, running basketball camps. Cause I mean, I mean, you have a, you have a manager director. I mean, you have a camp director, but really as a manager, you're, you're doing all the scheduling and you're doing all of this. So it was actually a really broad, at least how OU ran. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's a, it's a wide, yeah, yeah, it's a wide range of things that occur when you do that. Yeah. So, so for example, I, I like three of my friends. One, one, one of the well, one of the managers that my first year, he's head of sports. Um, you know, uh, the Olympic sports management, like as far as like gear and stuff like that, uh, at Stanford. And then I'm a high school basketball coach off of that same team. And then we got another high school basketball coach. And then we got one uh, guy that he is now in leadership in business. So okay. um, we, we, we had a ride of range. And so, and the second year we had more guys and, and a lot of those guys are, uh, one was a JUCO assistant coach last year here, uh, in Texas and uh, a couple more high school guys that, that kind of just got out and went you know, the, the high school coaching route. So right. it, it can range from, it, it just depends on what your experience is and what you want to do. Um, uh, I, I kind of got in and I wanted to be a, an equipment manager. That was my first like gig. And then like, I had people be like, I, I think you can really coach if you put your mind to it, but I just kind of brushed them off. And, and, and that's kind of, after I graduated my man, like from my, my undergrad, that's why I got out and uh, worked for the department of human services. Um, here in Oklahoma, in there in Oklahoma City area, and I coached football for okay. years. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, <laughs> uh, so I dabbled in some things. And then uh, I got a call back and said that uh, we we have a GA opening. Uh, we we think you'll be you know qualified for it. And so I went back and got my master's and and uh, really kind of attacked that for for a couple of years. Uh, right. So. And that and that had a little that had some experiences, you know, that was way different than me being a manager. So, um, so you get to sit in the coaches' meetings now, uh, pick the brain. You're you're doing a lot of recruiting, um, sending out mailers, looking at film, breaking out film with the coaches, sending film to the coaches so they can. You're know moving them. up the pyramid is basically what I yeah. refer to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, managers, so, managers are definitely at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got to be a GA, and so, um, so kind of, kind of right after that, um, right after my GA, uh, I was twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, seventeen. So like being around the final fourteen that went there, and we got we got our our you know we got beat really bad by Villanova that year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did, um, and we and then we lost Buddy and and that trio of guys, Buddy Hill and that trio of guys. Um, then we didn't really have a great 2017 year, but we ended up uh, before I left, we ended up signing Trey Young. Right. Uh, so uh, then they had a really good 
solid season that kind of fizzled out, you know, at the end. But um, still, you know, you have you, – you come through and you got two top, you know, ten draft picks in, in consecutive years. So, right, um, and I stay pretty close to the program now. And, and, and they're, they're going to have a really good year again next year. But um, I actually went up to – we went to Madison, Wisconsin, um, my last year there in 2017, and we lost to the the Ethan Happen. Um, okay. Uh, we, it was a close first half. I think we led at halftime, and then Wisconsin, like, they had one of them, you know, crazy runs that they have in that arena. And they just grind you, too. Yeah, They're just going to grind yeah. you. Yep. And they scored 91 points in that game. That was how bad our defense was because that team really couldn't score that well. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, but There's uh, a lot of points for a Badger team, 91. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we lost, like, 91-71 or something like that. So, uh, but – um, but we, I learned a lot from that, but how, how I got into the job right now. Um, so we had an assistant coach, Steve Henson, who played at, who played for coach Kruger when he was the head coach of Kansas state. And he spent some time up in the, for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, playing, um, um, he took the job at university of Texas San Antonio and, uh, he took one of his uh, assistant, Coach Thompson, who was our video coordinator, he took him down to be his assistant coach at UTSA. And so after that 2017 year, he had been there for a year, and I got a call from Coach Thompson. And uh, he was like, uh, there's a, uh, a guy I used to work for in Tampa, Florida, at the school I used to work down there in, at, um, I think I think it's Cambridge, I want to say, Cambridge, okay. uh, Tampa, Florida. Yep. And he, like he took the job in, in Tulsa and he's looking for a, a basketball coach, uh, someone to lead his program because the school had never had really a – they've had a parent that, that coached or, you know, an old school, like 60-something, 70-something-year-old guy kind of leading the program and he really couldn't put a lot of effort into it. And I was kind of in a process of trying to go find, you know, D1 jobs, whether it was Deep Dobo or um, manager or video coordinator. So I was – in the process of doing that. And so I went and interviewed and, and he was like, if you take care of my kids, I'll take care of you. And, 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 you know, we had very little talent my first year, but I was like, if you can give me the resources and then I can, I can help build a, a build the ship, build the ship, baby. Yeah. 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 So uh, it, it was really intriguing. And, and now, and I, and I, and I kind of look back at it right now. I don't think I was quite ready to jump to, to the college game. I, I, you you got to learn the game first. Like you got to learn the business aspect of it. Um, it's, and it's uh, at every level. It's at every yeah. level. It's not even the D threes have changed, man. Like yeah, it has oh, like uh, the D one guys are popping down to D three now. Yeah, they are. Uh, actually one of my mentors, um, Chris Crutchfield, he was the uh, associate head coach or the second, no associate head coach at Arkansas this past year. Muslim in and he took a D2 job here in Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, just for the simple fact that, I mean, and he's a great coach, great recruiter. He's one that was the main recruiter on Buddy and right. uh, and Trey and, and, and the slew of guys that got to Arkansas. He was, he was right at the top of, top of that. And Arkansas had a top, I think a top 10 recruiting class this year for basketball. Right. right. So, um, I mean, the, the game has kind of changed. And so I was like, well, if I can learn how to run my own program and stuff like that, I think I'll be at the head of the curve or, or at least trending that way. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm doing now. I love that. I love that. I love that. I kind of have that journey. Um, 
So let's talk, uh, you know, you and I were talking before we came on. Let's talk a little bit about dribble drive because you had sent me some stuff on dribble drive. So why do you like the dribble drive? Um, I, I like the dribble drive more because it, it teaches the game and you, you don't necessarily have plays. It's, it's, you, can put, you can make it a continuity, which is, is basically what it is. Um, uh, but it, it just kind of helps the kids attack more, make decisions. So if you're coming off an attack off of a dribble handoff, you can do a ball screen to, to get that person down. So you can screen and roll, pick and pop. Um, you can get to the paint. Like when I put a big emphasis on paint touches. You know, so if you do a paint touch, you got to look up and see if, if the corner, you know, man, if his man is kind of coming in to help you um, stop, you can dump down, you can kick out. So it, it really, for, for high school, um, it, it really allows the kids to do a lot of playing and not a lot of thinking. And okay. so um, with, with a school like mine, where, you know, the kids, you know, are overloaded every day on homework, I don't know, <laughs> you know. When and, you're dealing with smart kids, too, sometimes it's like they can think too much. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and, and whenever I got there, we, we – I mean, my tallest kid last year was six two, maybe six three. Um, we're we're not very big. So, like, do you always run it with a post, or do you run drill drive with five out? Um, the, last year I had a I had a kid that that was more primarily a post kid. Um, okay. Um, now he's six one, but like the previous regime, they only taught him how to be a post because, I mean, obviously. So now I'm I'm trying to get out of that. Um, but we we will we we can we run some things where we can have an empty post. So like if you want to get out of the post, you go set a ball screen. Uh, so um, there there all be somebody in there, but it can be an empty set. It can be an empty post set. So um, it, it just kind of depends on what that what that student athlete wants to do at that point in time. Is he reading it? Is he you know being active? Is he? Hey everybody, kinda- hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um- I'd like to give a big shout out to teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. They, they allow us to keep these podcasts moving and chugging and uh, allow us to pay the bills. Um, so it's one way that you can give back. If you love these podcasts, come over and join for a couple of months. The 14-day free trial, kick the tires around. And we've got lots of great new things going up on a daily basis. We would love if you subscribe and like um, wherever you, you do that, Apple, Spotify. Um, and then go over and check out our other two podcasts, uh, High School Hoops and Teacher Sidegate. I think you'll love them. All right, let's you know, being active is he just kind of just standing around. Uh, but mo- mostly all of our – we go four, I went in. Um, but last year I had four really good guards. So right. we were really hard to guard, uh, even if you were bigger than us. Right. Uh, uh, we, we had three games – no, we had four games where we made over 12 threes. Um, well, you can either, shoot threes and drive, man. You're like – Yeah. And we had one guy – we had one kid. His name is Nathan. Um, he, he might try to walk on to Oklahoma Baptist University, which is a D2 here. Um, he averaged 16.6 points per game, but he was a very good slasher. And he was also a very good decision maker. Right. So we, we had two guys on the court that shot over 40% from three. Uh, so um, it, it was, if, if we could get downhill and we, you know, empty out those wings, those corner threes, because uh, I think as for the year, I think we shot 48% from the corner. Or and then I think that dipped a little bit to about forty one percent from the wings. So um, we we put a lot of emphasis on getting to the paint. You either get a layup or you kick it out to one of our, our really good three point shooters. So um, that may look a little bit different this year because I'm only returning 
Um, I lost we, – we averaged 60 points a game, and I, I, I lost – Pretty much all of that. <laughs> so I tell I tell coaches that's a big statistic. Like yeah. r- points returning, yeah, is it, I, I look at that from a conference standpoint. Even it's like okay, so who's going to be good next year? And uh, you can really you can tell a lot by points returning. Like yeah. it, it's not a perfect science, but it's a, it's one of those statistics that I've seen over time. Mm-hmm. that those tend if nothing else they tend to be the competitive ones before the turn you know before yeah. the first of the year yeah. they have, that means they have experience they have guys that have can play they know the style yada 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 um so yeah, having we, zero we only return about 16 i think we only returned about 16 so I, I got one of my leading scores back he was a starter last year he's averaging 12 and I got my leading rebounder back but he he averaged four points and six rebounds so I do have some something to build around but um we're, we're as a team we only got two seniors two juniors a plethora of sophomores and a plethora of freshmen so uh it, it'll be a little bit different um coming coming this year so we 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 our tempo may not be as fast um we we average I think right around 0.91 points per possession, which um, for high school is pretty solid. <laughs> um, I think the national average is like seven zero point seven five or six. Yeah. Um, so so I and we average only thirteen point one turnovers per game. Okay. Uh, which for high school is kind of unheard of. Um, right. I think the national average is somewhere around seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, turnovers uh, are killers, man. I hate turnovers. Yeah. And and that's one thing I I try to like I try to tell my kids. I'm like, we're not over yet overly athletic. So you you have to put more of a premium on taking care of the ball. Because uh, if you do that, we'll be in every game. Because I'm like, we can well, shoot I, I, here you want to hear something? Here's what I tell them: It's a, every time you turn the ball over, it's a six point turnaround on yeah, the scoreboard yeah. because mm-hmm. it's three points you can score. Yep. And three points they can score. So let's mm-hmm. say you don't score and then they score. It's a six-point turnaround yep. every time you turn the ball over. We yep. don't even have a shot to get those three points. So yeah. <laughs> um, you got to be – yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, so you sent me some drills and entries. What what were those as far as the dribble drive? Are those things that you specifically do? Um, we, we, we try to do a little bit of, we, we won't do all of them, but we'll, we'll touch on some of them throughout the year because it just, it just depends on what, what my emphasis are for this year. So like, we won't do the same. We might take one or two of those drills and implement it this year, but I may look at that group and be like, well, this is what I want to emphasize this year. Okay, so that so that 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 dives me into a question about the dribble drive. So, do do you first of all do you run it in your entire system? Does your entire program run it every freshman to varsity? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Um, Which right now we we pretty much just got a JV and a varsity. So I I got eighteen total kids. So I I pretty much put them up nine nine or ten eight. Right. So they all run it. So that's the first thing. So then we all practice together. Yeah. Yeah. So how then? How do you implement? How do you implement that as far as practice goes? Like, how many of them know how to do it when they – I mean, I know you said how many returns you have next year, but how long does it take you to feel like you're running it, and how do you implement it? I'll kind of I'll kind of take it off of last year's team. We had a way more, you know, balanced team. I, I, I kind of married it last year. Uh, I dabbled in it a little bit my first year because my first year we went 10 and 14, and we did not have any type of – good team at all what did you do the first year 
Uh, we we I, I literally did not put in any set plays at all. Okay. I gave them concepts. Um, if 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 a person drives to the basket, we'll, we'll, we have one person filling up to the top. Uh, one person, you know, standing in the wing, post guys, you're, you're on the backside for a few misses of layup, you get a, a rebound. Um, but we try to get more out in transition. So we, we, we run Carolina break okay. a lot. And so if we came out of Carolina break and we didn't get a, a basket, we will kind of go and run into a drag screen and you pick and roll and you pass and we'll keep going. Um, so we, we, I really didn't put in anything because that those kids, they, they, First of all, they had been beaten down a little bit before I got there. Right. And so uh, I really had to, like, really reconstruct their mind, like, be confident in what you do. Oh, people underestimate that with building a program. It's, like, it's so important, especially when you come into – I mean, like, I came into a losing program, too, and it's, like, it is, like, you got to, like, nuke it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you got to, like, re – it's almost like putting them in – um a, a reprogramming camp like you got to get like you, we got to forget all about that because mm-hmm. we ain't doing that like we ain't yeah. losing like that's not the way we do things i know yeah. it's so hard yeah we, we we pressed a lot um and jumped the game up a little bit so so i, I kind of tried to reinvent the wheel there but we we were more if we, if we ran a half court set it would be the concept or we ran the flex offense Right. Um, and so flex is a nice offense to start with i have no problem yeah. i mean i won state titles Wesley freaking he's an NBA guy. I ran with an NBA guy. You can run that. It's it's not a bad it's not a bad offense yeah. in spurts. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah. I mean it's easily if you can find some counters for it um and some some different ways to kind of get into it, then it's not as easy to stop once you get in the fourth quarter. You know, and that's right. kind of what uh that's kind of what kind of tempered us from winning a little bit more games is when we get to the fourth quarter, everybody knew what we were doing. So um, so as a coach, I just kind of had to go back. It was like, I need to find something that I can adjust and, and keep, keep moving the wheel. So my second year, um, I kind of implemented it just, but not like in a way, you know, that it was still, you know, school wide. I kind of more so like you pass, you cut. Right. Yeah, the way if if you can get a ball screen to get out, you get it out. So we right. just ran mainly in motion and then. I found out that one of my kids is really good at, at dribble driving okay. against baskets. So I started the second uh, – during Christmas break of 2018 going into 19, I watched a lot of Kentucky. Okay. And I watched a lot of Memphis. And I watched a lot of um, – and, and even OU, we, we, we run some types of dribble drive concepts. Um um, because, uh, but we also run a lot of sevens and at OU we ran a lot of sevens and eights. So like high ball screens. Right. From the seven, from the slot. Right. Yep. So, yep. And, and that created a dribble drive, uh, option. And then you had a guy kick up in the corner. So we, cause at OU, we put a lot of emphasis on paint touches, paint touches, driving kick. Uh, so I, I kind of put that in there. I was like, I think this will work with my, with my four guards. And so I, I kind of started to navigate towards that kind of the, the the winter of 2018. So I love that because I think what you did, and, that, and that's why I tell some of the young, you, you adjusted. Like you got to adjust to what you got in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, and I had a I had a, a couple more kids that knew how to play, 
um, which was which was key, you know. And I didn't have that my first year, and I, I luckily I had a couple move-ins um, that 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 really, you know, and one of the move-ins he's going to go, he's trying to go play college basketball at Kansas Wesleyan, which is our school's very first college signee. Um, and then I got one more that's just kind of trying to make a late decision now. Um, you know, as, it's you a know, tough time to be recruited right now, man. It is very, it's oh. very, um, Oh, I've never seen anything like it. Like, yeah, it's, it's unprecedented because, uh, and, and really truthfully with, with all the, and I'm, I'm not going off subject, um, really and truthfully with all of the, the test scores going null and void and all of that. It really is like it's a it's a doggy dog world because those kids that may not qualify now qualify, and so like the ones that you know may have had that chance to sleep in the back door, you having all these NEI schools and even some some NCCAA's getting kids that probably wouldn't have qualified to go there had they you know yeah it will be interesting how that falls out too yeah like yeah so. I try to tell all my kids, I'm like, you need to, like, if a coach is looking at you, you need to jump on that. Because right now, it's it's not really, you know, everybody is, is free game. And I don't know what these guys are going to do because they're not seeing as much film. They're not seeing – they've been basically shut down for the summer. Yeah. And, that, and that's one thing. And, and and as a little bit of an AAU coach and having some experience with recruiting, like, I, I try to send as much film on my kids as possible. And and really, you know, you, when you're recruiting, like, college coaches really only got time to look at about a minute worth of film. But right. I was, don't – yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right now, like, because everybody's sitting at home and, and all that, um, I, I, I kind of put more, like, three- or four-minute film together because I was right. like, I want to see them – like, I'm, I'm putting – their defensive highlights in there. I'm putting, you know, them catching, shooting, them dribbling, them, them scoring at the basket. Then, like, it, how did they do against a really athletic kid? Because you can you can tell if a kid is athletic on film for the most right. part. Uh, so I try, I try to be a little bit more, you know, vibracious in sending information out to coaches. So um, I, I try to play the game a little bit too uh, on that. And that's how one of my kids got recruited. Um, they saw him a couple years ago, but, they need he said he need to get a little bit more athletic so we worked on that a lot during the offseason and so and he's all who you can defend i'm telling you man the difference between a d3 kid and a d2 kid and a d2 kid and a d1 kid can you can i stop you yeah yeah like and and that's what i told that because they can all by that point if you're talking d1 you Mm -hmm. have the skill set to score to dribble to you probably have the strength you probably have the size but can I stop you? Like yeah. it's that it's that foot speed. It's that vertical. You know, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's some of it. You can't do anything about, and some of it you can. But um, can I and do I want to stop you too? Is part of it. But <laughs> yeah. But so so as far as like me like going to dribble drive, um, we I I really just wanted to to not. And I have a deep playbook. Like I, I, I take stuff from people all the time, but I, I don't like. I, I'm more so if I put anything in, it's more ATOs. Like we'll run this out of timeout. Like so, if if I come out and I feel like we have an advantage off the tip, if we're gonna win the tip, I usually put in like a, a you know, a, a tip play. You know, start the game, get a quick like kind of a quick hitter. Yep. Um, but I, I really try not to overload them with information. So. Through our, so through our, um, 
through our dribble drive, I kind of put in a lot of like some pistol action um, mixed in with that. So I, I can I can adapt my dribble drive to just about anything. Uh, now this year I'll probably go with two posts. So I'm looking at more pistol actions going into this year because I got three guards and then I got two kids that really aren't that comfortable handling the ball yet, which we're working on that. But more so like you got two active rollers. One one can be a popper, one can be a roller. And so now you now you have a lot of different actions happening at the same time. So um more so just looking at that and if I mean if we get to play, I mean I think we'll play somewhat some I don't know if it'll be in the fall, but it might end up being in the spring. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not totally convinced of anything as far as I'm. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I mean, Oklahoma, they're trying to push the wheel a little bit. Um, I mean, our cases aren't as bad as a lot of places, but um, they're, they're kind of like right now they're trying to cartel all this travel for like summer ball um, and try to keep all of our kids in state and, and, and at least try to have some fall sports happening. Uh, so, uh, but kind of as I'm getting prepared for my basketball season, I'm trying to figure out different ways, which I've been watching a lot of BYU uh, lately. because They ran a lot of that, like, continuity five out with some pistol action. So I'm probably going to try to go more of a three, kind of a three and two, but not really a traditional three, two, three out, two in. Um, so I've just been playing with it a lot. Yeah. And I know you sent a practice plan. So when do you, when do you tend to do offense, defense and practice and how do you break that down? Um, more so I, I kind of go offense first. Um, um, so we, and it, so we go, we go offensive skills first. So like I, I mentioned blood 22 in our drill of the day, blood 22, blood 23. Right. Uh, we do a lot of dribble handoff, dribble drive shooting. So like, well, we'll go dribble. So we'll go dribble drive handoff from the right right wing. So my one will dribble handoff with the two. He'll get downhill, go for a layup, finish at the rim where me and one of my coaches, we're kind of defending and or putting our hands up and they just finish through. The second time they come through, they do a uh, – they pull up at the nail or they, they get to the paint, do a floater, or then they get to, you know, the the – the elbow, do a jumper, and then they'll come off that dribble handoff and shoot a three. So we'll do a lot of that, like for you know a full progression type thing, right? Um, and then we'll 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 mix in like dribble handoff. So we'll have a three on the other side of the court, and then uh, I I forgot my board at at the school, or so I would. That's okay. <laughs> um, but you got the one, and you got the three on the opposite wing, the left wing. <clears throat> One's kind of in the slot. And the two is in the corner. So what you will do is we'll do kind of kickback. So the one will dribble handoff with the two, get downhill, pretend like somebody stops there, be the, a coach there, or we'll just kind of have him. He'll come to a drop step, kick back to the to the three man that kind of lifted from the the wing to the top of the key, right behind the two makes the pass and gets out to the wing. And right. Then it. Or we can develop that into a kickback and then a. a kick out to the three and the three gets to I mean the two gets the, the shot on the on the opposite wing. Right. So it's just kind of teaching them how to move. Right. And kind of, yeah. And and teaching them that once you make a play, you just don't stand there. Which <laughs> is a is a big 
pet peeve of mine when I watch, you know, basketball, especially like some summer AAU stuff. Oh God, don't want to watch summer AAU. What are you doing, man? Yeah. It's like it's like it's like four. You might I tell some of them you might as well bring a lawn chair, like yeah, and just <laughs> lay back and watch because it's mm-hmm. like there's so much standing. That's yeah, what just drives so me bonkers. Standing. Yeah. So, so we try not to um to to do any of that. Um, and probably here in a little bit, I'll probably I can, I can probably share my screen. And I can kind of show okay. you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Bit. Hold on. Let me – I got to probably – let me click on that because I probably have it in school mode. There we go. <laughs> For um, those of you that I'm a teacher in Zoom and school mode is like don't share screens because, yeah. 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 Um, I, I could probably show you show you a little uh, clip of, if I could find it. Um, let me see. My internet's kind of being a little slow, but once it once it loads up, then I'll I'll, I'll share. Okay. It. Okay. Um, we 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 put a lot of emphasis on. I mean, late in the year last year, we had a lot of ball screens, like hot ball screens from the slot. Okay. Um, and that really opened up a lot of things for us uh, because it really put the the defense in a bind a lot of the time. Because especially because we had a really good kid that could really drive, like drive, 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 and then we had three point shooters, but a lot of those three point shooters were getting wide open shots. So, um, so trying to figure out how to how to navigate that this year without, you know, some of those my leading scores that it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I mean, a little bit of a challenge as a coach to kind of get the best out of the kids that didn't get a lot of that, that playing time last year. Right, and the thing is, there's nothing better than playing time as far as Emma Jet Justin. So it's like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here, let me. Okay, so let me. I'm a, I'm finding this clip right now. Uh, That's okay. Of us, um, can you still see me? Yeah, I can see you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you'll click on the specific share screen thing as you're doing that. What What would you describe your coaching philosophy as as you're doing this? So you can. Here do we that. Go. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a review. We love those five star reviews. We're gonna leave a one star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.